Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I am joined today by a familiar person, Dimity McDowell. Hola, hola. Yes. Still recuperating from Spokane. Are you Are you fully, uh, are you back? Is your fuel tank back full, Sarah? Well, I was so refreshed from our run plus refresh <laughs> retreat, Dimity. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. That is the name of the, the AMR retreat, Run and Refresh. And it is refreshing, but then... It's the re-entry and we need to just like, I mean, we almost need like a, you know, a mission from Mars kind of like (laughs) space shuttle that just kind of like launches you right back into your house and like, oh, it's tough, man. That re-entry is always hard. Yeah. uh, Molly and I went running this morning and Molly got to be at the retreat and she was like, I was so wiped out when I got home. I just could barely drag myself in. She's like, I was really relating to how Dimity feels after traveling for business. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yes. I mean, and everybody on the Facebook page, we have a private Facebook page for the retreaters and um, pretty funny comments, right? Like, which was harder, that hill at mile 10 or (laughs) re-entry, you know? Yeah, I saw that comment. That made me laugh too. Uh, her daughters, you know, does anyone else have a sinking feeling that none of their children ate vegetables this weekend and (laughs) stuff like that? It's pretty funny. Oh my goodness. So no, but it was a fantastic retreat. I'd say it lived up to all my expectations and more. Oh yeah. Well, well worth the price of Mm re-entry. It always is, but it's just like, you just have to give yourself some grace for a couple days, you know, practice radical (laughs) self-care. But yeah, totally fun. I mean, the weather could not have been better, could not have been Mm -hmm. better. Um, the people could mm-hmm. not have been more awesome and more fun and more game for anything. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when we had our little pre-race, um, our pre-retreat meeting, I'm like, okay, so what's the language we're using around this happy girl Spokane <laughs> race? <laughs> because it is a, it's an, I mean, I think nobody regrets running it. I mean, yeah. not that you ever really re- regret running a race, but I mean, it is so beautiful. I mean, with a capital B, Mm -hmm. just unbelievable. I mean, you know, being on the trail and running by the river and there were just great scenic views. There were kayakers on the river. There were, you know, horses on the trail, horse poop on the trail. Um, And (laughs) just, and so it was just magical, Um, but it's not, it's not an easy out and back. Right. And then you have a couple, throw a couple hills in there. And um, it's definitely something that the, the half, anyway, and I'm sure the 10K course is similar, it's just shorter, you know, definitely pushes, you know, makes you work for it. Um, but I often find that that courses like that also, you know, you work for it. And then at the end, your effort is rewarded tenfold. So... Yeah, somebody came up to me afterwards and I said, oh, how'd the race go? She said, it's such an adventure. And she yeah. just sounds so excited about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, That's um, what I kept saying. Yeah, I love an adventure, right? Yeah. It's not, you know, the miles weren't ticking off, you know, and you weren't really using much strategy for the racing. I mean, some people were for sure, but it was just, it was just an adventure. That's exactly what it was. And mm-hmm. especially because so many of those women, um, you know, myself included run by ourselves a mm-hmm. lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So for us to go out and be able to chat, chat, chat for, you know, four or five miles and then pick up somebody else and chat for a couple more. I mean, it was just, it was just magical. Yeah. And, the, and I thought it was really wonderful and very dimity esque that you made sure that you were out there until the very last person from the retreat came across the line and we got a great picture of you and her finishing together. And, and, um, yeah, we, yeah. uh, a couple of us started worrying about you. I was emceeing the race, so I was at the finish line. And I was like, okay, okay, where's Timothy? Where's Timothy? Oh my gosh, she <laughs> tripped, she tripped. I could envision the the long legs with bloody knees, and I just had yeah. it all, you know, painted oh, in my sure. mind. 
I and did then trip you were once like, during the you were race, like, oh, no. I didn't, I, I didn't bite it, though. I did, I did trip, but I caught myself. Oh, good, yeah, oh, good save. Good save. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny that the last, the last woman, um, Kristen Benoit from Canada, mm-hmm. um, was she's in the Heart Rate Challenge, and she's doing Disney Wine and Dine. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was running this as a training race, and she kept her heart rate, I mean, amazingly, under 140 the whole wow. time. So she was wow. like average of 138, and she's about, you know, the size of my pinky. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, her and I coming across the line together. I mean, it was really fun, but I'm like... Oh my gosh, I look like I'm your mother, right? And not, uh, you know, not another mother runner. But, um, but anyway, yeah, it was it was just fun. And then, I mean, all the rest of it was just, yeah. I mean, you get all these women together that have so much in common, and how can you not just have a blast, right? Right, right. And Sage Roundtree added so much to it. Her from her set yoga sessions that she, you know, um, had sessions for to she led something on what they call the living stage at our hotel, and then she and I did. Um, a really fun Racing Wisely um, workshop that was a bonus podcast um, earlier this week. And um, so it just, um, I, I just thought it was a ton of fun. And MK, the coach from heart rate training programs was there. So it was, it was a great group of people. And, and um, yeah, so, and, uh, and the hotel RL, I got to say, man, like, mm-hmm. so it's, it's RL stands for Red Lion. So, you know, my, my take on that, like, brings me back to, like, when my mom and my younger sister, or my sisters, like, years ago were, like, big on the horse show circuit. Right, know? right, And yeah. that was, like, those were very, uh, you know, budget, budget, uh, or budget, more budget um, hotels. And now, I mean, you walk in and it's just this amazing... I don't know. It's kind of like a an apartment on Friends, right? <laughs> like pillows and good chairs and coffee in the corner, and it was really it was a really I mean, nice facility. Yeah, the lobby was was so much fun to hang out in. I wish almost we'd had more time to hang out in the lobby because it had those kind of like wood, really pretty exposed wooden, almost like stadium steps down one side, and then kind of the hanging chairs behind that, and and um, yeah, so it's um it's RL is is the boutique versions of Red Lion. So there was another. There was a true red lion just down the street from it, but we were RL Hotel on the park. And so um, it's it's um, spiffier. So, yep. Yep, yep. Totally. So, yes. So, and now, so that race, check, you did it. And you, you have your, but you have your goal race coming up, Dim. You have uh, the Twin yep. Cities 10 miler. So. I do, I do. Well, we're calling them target races. Okay, target races. <laughs> because, very good. Okay. Um, because, lowercase you know, T, not lowercase t right not uppercase t yeah lowercase t you know in that um they're on the they're you know target races on the way to a bigger goal um i don't know exactly what my bigger goal is right now um but i'm excited i mean so i am signed up for the twin cities 10 miler that's um in about 10 10 days or so um and then i was going to run um the uh, rock and roll Denver Mm -hmm. the following weekend with my sister and a friend of hers who are doing the heart rate training half plan. Um, But the, uh, about a couple weeks ago, Sarah, my sister said, Oh, I kind of fell off of running, (laughs) you know, and she's got a, you know, a three and a half year old and, you know, an 11 month old. And it's, it's a lot. I, you know, I know that that is hard. Um, And then I, then I pulled up my Google calendar and I realized that was fall break for my kids. And we, um, rented an Airbnb in Santa Fe going to go back and and see what's going on in that town since we, since we moved from there, you know, eight years ago. So I couldn't have run it anyway. (laughs) I was like (laughs) double booking myself. Um, and so, yeah, and then I'm going to run Philadelphia half, um, in November. So between this 10 miler and this coming half, I mean, 
you know, I, I went out and tried to do some race pace. I did some race pace miles this morning. I didn't try to do them. I did do them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not, it was four and um, it was not as easy as I expected it to be at this point. And mm-hmm. that might just be a result of a little bit of a hangover from the retreat. It might be just a sleep thing. It might be, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. you know, my, my expectations right now for the Twin Cities 10 miler are, I really want to lean in. I really want to lean in. And by that, I mean, I want to run a really strong, solid race. I don't want to let myself off the hook. Like this morning, like, you know, when um, when I came up to a road crossing in the middle of my race pace miles, I'm like, I better stop and make sure there are no cars. Like, but if I was running really well, I'd be like, okay, there are no cars, go. You know, like, <laughs> I was definitely like giving myself, you know, like little quote unquote, like shoe tying sessions, you know, like when you just need a break, a mental break. Yep. So, um, so I'm really just going to try to run a really smart, solid, strong race. Three S's, smart, solid, and strong. Meaning that I really want to, pick up speed over time. Um, I want to lean in and I want to feel like, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever empty my tank, but I want to feel like I've definitely like gave it everything I could that day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I can do that, then, then I'll be, uh, winning at life. Oh, very good. Very good. So, so this is, um, I love that you admit that, uh, you're how you take a mental break. So you pretend like you're tying your shoe. Is that your tactic? I mean, it can be, you know, or, or today it was, you know, I mean, it was like 515 in the morning and I was crossing neighborhood streets, but I was just like, <laughs> it was awful to admit, but I mean, you know, whatever. I'm like, MK won't know if there was a car or not when she sees my, um, <laughs> she sees my, my polar flow. So I stopped. I mean, there were, you know, cars coming. I could have gone, but I, you know, I'm also erring on the kind of side of caution. So yeah, I mean, it's mostly just saying, oh, I'm going to let myself you know, maybe not stop in a race, but, you know, try not to let the pain dictate what I decide to do. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That's why. How do, how do you tie your shoe? Oh, okay. that, so that's, yeah, the quote unquote tie your shoe. Now, I, lately I have found myself being like, I just need to stop to wipe the sweat off my face. I don't know yeah. what is. And I get like obsessed about it. Like I'll think like, oh, I'm totally fine. I don't need to do it. And suddenly I'm stopping. I'm like, wait, I thought I wasn't stopping. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it just the past couple weeks. I just can't stand the feeling of having a super sweaty face. And you um, need like a, um, oh, what's the, uh, what's the movie where he wears the, the headband like Bjorn Borg, you know? Um, oh shoot. It's like a, it's like a classic iconic teenage movie. Oh. Where it says vote for Pedro, the guy vote for Pedro. Is it Juno? Oh, oh no, not Juno. Um, uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Yes, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. <laughs> and I was pointing at Alex as if he can hear you and he can't because of the way we're plugged in. And I'm oh. thinking, young guy, come on, say the hip <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, you need one of those. You need a little, you know, like just a sweat catcher. Yeah, yeah. Bjorn Borg style. <laughs> oh, I loved Bjorn Borg. Loved Bjorn Borg. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so that's been my little, um, so I loved you admitting that you have these like, yeah, I th- I'm going to pretend to be tying my shoe, but it's really all about taking, taking this slow down little break. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, and, that, and you know what, like, of course we have to give ourselves grace. I mean, that's like, you know, like the fact that I was out there on a Wednesday morning after, you know, I mean, I definitely am still, you know, coming back. I, like I could use like two or three more good nights sleep to feel like myself again after the retreat. Mm. Um, and the fact that I'm out there trying to run, you know, eight ish minute miles and you know, it's five 25 in the morning and no one else is out there with me. Like, mm-hmm. Holy shit. Excuse my language. But that's like 99% of an A plus, right? Like the fact that I have to like <laughs> give myself a little time for, you know, to, to catch my breath to cross the road. Like, 
you know, again, I'm not, you know, sometimes it's hard. It's hard to like push at the appropriate pace, but I really do hope that, um, so my goal for Twin Cities is is smart, solid, and strong, and then mm-hmm. we'll see how that goals and goes goals. <laughs> a little Freudian slip there, and then we'll see Philadelphia. I may have some some time goals, but um, if I put time goals on it now, I just mm-hmm. don't want to. I just don't want to. It's a ways off. It's a ways off. Yeah. 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 Oh no, I meant I meant uh, put tw- time goals on Twin Cities. Oh, okay. I'm just yeah. Not ready to do that, but yeah, no, I'm not going to do anything on my uh, on my. Um, half my marathon until i have some kind of idea of mm-hmm. of how i race right, so right yeah right, right right good deal. what are you doing what are you doing these days sarah oh i'm doing nothing uh yeah. um yeah no so molly is training for a half marathon on november 5th a very hilly uh trail half marathon and so i'm just um sticking sticking with molly running yeah um we're supposed to be we do nine miles on the trail this weekend um, oh, fun. Yes, I am donating blood on Friday. I um, got a um, email from the Red Cross saying they were in um, the urgent need of, and I'm like, okay, it's been like 63 days since I donated. I will, I will give um, donate blood. So I, um, she said that we don't have to do any. There's nothing. There's no special sauce in the in in those nine miles. Just, we just have to cover the distance. Mile. Yep. Good. So Good. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I get. Well, I I also though. Um, I for a while now, maybe most of this year, I've only been taking one bar class per week, and Molly was um encouraging me to now take a different type of class so now i've switched to doing bar on tuesdays up at the refinery here in portland and then i'm going to do a class called the burn and so it's more of a kind of classic-y strength training class so i thought you were gonna say hip-hop oh yeah (laughs) i have not investigated the hip-hop classes yet but uh love that there was a mom at the retreat wasn't it siobhan Who's taking it? Taking, I think so. Yes. I mean, I definitely feel like we talked to somebody who's taking hip hop classes. Yeah. yeah. And she was, yeah. you know, saying that something, you know, she wants to be able to fully embarrass her kids there. I think she has kind of young kids right now. She wants to be able to fully embarrass them when they're like preteens and teens. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. That was awesome. So I have not taken that step yet, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right, before we bring on our guests, we're going to take a quick break to hear from a partner. We'll be right back. We're talking hydration today with our guest, Vishal Patel, the in-house nutritionist at Noon, maker of our favorite electrolyte replacement tablets. While not a mother, Vishal is a runner. Welcome, Vishal. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So before we dive into talking about hydration, tell us about yourself as a runner. Um, Yeah, so, you know, I started running um, a a while ago in the form of really track and field when I was um, in middle school and I started um, with the high jump and then kind of um, excelled from there uh, into distance running, ran pretty much all through high school and college um, up until now I'm still running. Focus is a little bit different. Um, In the past it was more, um, you know, trying to really compete at a high level and running fast. And now I'm, I'm more just enjoying um, uh, the gift that I have and the ability that I have to just uh, head out for a run. Nice, nice. You training for anything? Um, yeah, I'm actually, um, you know, I, I actually re- recently moved out to Seattle. Well, somewhat recently. Um, it's about gonna be two and a half years now. And so uh, coming from Chicago and now out to here, um, very different um, landscape and everything. So I've been, um, I hit the trail bug um, very quickly. So I've been 
Um, just doing a lot of miles and base training on the trails and the mountains out here. So in November, I'm going to run um, my first trail marathon up in Bellingham. So pretty excited for that. Haven't raced at that distance on the trail. So it'll be a new challenge, but definitely looking forward to it. Exciting. So we think it would be super fun and interesting to work at noon. What, what is your job exactly and what does it entail? Um, so my, my job at noon um, really entails uh, new product development. And, um, you know, I serve as our nutritionist on staff, too. So I work with a lot of our um, ambassadors, both at the um, elite level and, you know, down to some of our newcomers on just um, hydration and nutrition advice. Um, you know, we wear we wear a lot of hats here at noon, too, because, you know, we, we still are a small company. Um, so I also do a lot of our like quality control and compliance um, side of things as well. Nice. So did you study nutrition in college or? Um, I did, yeah. So I, I studied nutritional science, sciences and chemistry in college. So that was uh, my background then. And while I was still in school, you know, I was running and um, I got some opportunities to, to work in a lab and do some real like sports nutrition research um, looking at uh, things from, you know, protein activity after exercise to, you know, hydration and carbohydrate oxidation during exercise. So um, kind of um, prior to noon, done it in the more clinical setting and now um, really using that knowledge that I had to try to bring products out to the market. Awesome. So when you meet a runner on a run around, say, Seattle's Green Lake or some of the trails there, and they think noon is a time of day, what do you do, what do you tell them it is to clue them in? Yeah, so, um, you know, it, it, or, uh, surprisingly around here in Seattle, it um, actually not really surprisingly, it doesn't occur as much. I feel like a lot of the runners and the athletes here know what noon is, but um um, usually when I say, yeah, I work for noon and they're like, oh, you know, I, I've heard of that. And then when I go into saying like, yeah, we make those electrolyte tablets and then it, it, that kind of that light or that bell goes off and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, I love your product and things like that. So, you know, around around here in Seattle in the Pacific Northwest, it's actually pretty cool to just you know, head out to a run around Green Lake or a down Alki and I won't even have to be wearing like a noon shirt or a hat and chances are I'll see, you know, one of our ambassadors or, or just a, a, any noon fan out there wearing a visor or having a noon bottle or something. So it, it's pretty cool to kind of see that, um, kind of tribe grow. Um, and I've been, you know, I actually started working for noon when I was still in college. So, um, part-time and full-time, this is year seven for me. So I've, I've seen a lot of change and a lot of growth um, come with the brand, um, which has been really exciting for us. Do people like um, track you down and be like, dude, why did you guys cancel Kona Cola? Because if I <laughs> yeah. was near you right now, that's I would pretty much, you know, that's the, I would assault you with that question. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny that that happens to me a lot. And when people find out that, um, you know, I, I lead and I direct our product development, 
they they almost blame it on me like yes, I, I like I, I took the flavor <laughs> like I took the flavor away and I tell them I'm like listen I'm like the decisions on on what uh, flavors we launch and don't launch are, are not my call I just develop them and if they sell we'll keep them on and if they don't you know it's um unfortunately we have to make you know those business decisions but it, it it's always funny even when i'm at like a, a at an expo and i'm just helping out and i'm working the noon booth and some of our field marketing staff if they get that question they they just point to me they're like oh you know what Vishal's here why don't you go talk to him about it i almost have to like hide um, because i have like this kona cola um, mob that's like floating around the world that's just like they want to they want to throw tomato they want to throw tomato flavored water at you tomato flavored noon at you right like seriously i mean that is a big i mean i have a little bit of a stash but when that dies, a little part of me is going to die. And maybe I yeah. hope maybe a little part of you so that you can feel how much of me has died. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, but, I like um, the flavor. Um, I, I don't think I like it as much as you and some of the the, uh, the Kona Cola like super fans out there. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, uh, but I, I feel your pain. I, I get it. I know. Okay. Oh, my gosh. We're, well, and every we time I take jump one, I'm like, are you parsing them out, Dimity? Like, is it a special I enough am, run? I, I totally. I mean, every time I drop one and I'm like, okay, does this situation merit, you know, this very dwindling supply that I will never, ever see again? Uh, and usually the answer is yes, because I love it so much that I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just rip that bandaid off, you know, enjoy it while you can. But um, anyway, oh. but let's let's back up a little bit. Kona Cola obviously is a flavor that um, you guys have discontinued. But let's talk a little bit mm-hmm. why electrolytes are so important to athletic performance and, and what role they do play in hydration and why noon is just like that tablet is, is, is just, you know, mainly electrolytes. It's not sugar. It's not calories. It's just electrolytes. Yeah. So, you know, noon has definitely um, taken a different approach um, to hydration in that, you know, we're seeing lower calorie products out there. um, But noon is like truly, truly low calorie, you know, focusing just on um, the electrolytes. And, you know, what we have found um, is that for just strictly for hydration purposes, you really do just need fluids so you know water electrolytes and just a little bit of sugar or you know a little bit of dextrose glucose a little bit of carbs you don't need you know what you're seeing in in Gatorade with the you know six percent carb solutions or something that has a bunch of different carbs and vitamins and things like that in there or even down to some of um, you know the the newer age hydration products that have, um, you know, that are closer to the three to 4%. So noon is just really focusing on the nutrients you need to hydrate at that given moment. So, you know, for, for long distance exercises, that's when, you know, the carbohydrates and some of the other nutrients can, can come into play. But we've kind of taken a more a versatile approach to hydration, knowing that, you know, uh, you can use this product before, during, and after exercise because it is low in calories and it just has the electrolytes at the right optimum level that you need that's going to help match what you lose in sweat and is going to help um, 
increase the fluid delivery um, once you consume noon. So when you say the fluid delivery, I I always think about it as that, and and I was very weak in the sciences. I was a English major, um, so bear with me. But that I see it as you know that it, it helps the cells plump up, that it helps the cells hold on to the water rather than the fluid, rather than just you know having it go in one end and out the other. That and it, is that like sort of what's happening? Right. Yeah. No. That, that that's completely right. So um, you know when you consume. When you consume a you know a sport drink or a beverage of really any kind, there's going to be you know three key factors that's going to help deliver the fluids to you know once you consume it, it it's going to go down your stomach, and once it's in your stomach, you know you want to you want to try to minimize the time that the fluids just sit in your stomach. Um, and you want it to start getting into circulation to your small intestines and then onto your cells where they're going to be utilized. And the, the three kind of key factors is you want to have, yes, water in there. You need sodium and you need a little bit of glucose or dextrose, so that little bit of carbs. And the, 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 the dextrose and the sodium, they're actually going to bind together. So they're going to work together to make sure that you're retaining the fluids and the fluids aren't just floating outside of your cells where, you know, they're not really doing anything and it's almost like a waste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there's no quiz after this, is there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there I'm feeling like anxiety of like, you know, test tubes and beakers. Like, wait a second, how do you make a molecule? I don't remember. Um, well, so you did, you did, you talked a little bit about um, glucose and um, you, we know that Noon kind of changed its formulation and ingredients within the past year. Yep, yep. And was it the glucose part that you changed? And if you did so, tell us about that. I actually started working on that new formula about two and a half years ago. So, you know, one of the major changes, yes, is that we added a little bit of dextrose in there, which is out of, so it took the total carbohydrate count up from one gram up to four grams, and then uh, from zero sugars up to one sugar, uh, one gram of sugar now. So still within that low calorie um, kind of blanket and that low calorie um, category. But, you know, we knew that, I, I knew that we needed a little bit more carbohydrates in there, and we needed especially dextrose. Um, uh, so when, when we were looking at different raw materials, we found that, hey, we can, we can use dextrose to act as a carrier um, for when, after you consume noon, um, you know, while, while you're in the process of consuming noon. And we can also use dextrose to help bind our tablets. So it's serving multiple functions, which is part of our um, you know, innovation principles is that every ingredient we wanted to have a purpose. And now we have this one ingredient, dextrose, that's helping hydrate you faster. And it's also an ingredient that's helping the production of our tablets. Um, and then we also are using a monk fruit extract, which is a relatively newer um, plant-based sweetener. It, we're, we, we saw it first used um, a few years ago in a lot of yogurt and granola um, products like that. Um, you know, it, it's very popular in, in some Asian countries and internationally. And um, we, we found that using that combination of monk fruit and stevia, and believe me, we're not done yet. I mean, I, I'm honestly still working on 
that perfect combination of those two sweeteners to try to get some of the bitterness away that some people are noticing. So, uh, but what we do know is that that combination of those two sweeteners or a slightly different version of monk fruit can help really give that overall um, sweetness profile that um, people really enjoy in Noon. Um, more than some of the kind of products out there that just use one sweetener over the other because they they work in different ways. Stevia is a more um, uh, stevia is a more aftertaste kind of sweetener, and monk fruit has a lot of intensity up front. It's just the way that your tongue kind of picks up on these sweeteners and which sensors are are really at play there. I have to tell you that when I um found out that noon was going to be using monk fruit um, extract as a sweetener i suddenly like envisioned this like whole supply chain and like oh are there going to have to be new groves of monk fruit growing somewhere and all this stuff like yeah. i kind of just had this whole like suddenly my mind was transported to asia so um i think it kind of tells an interesting story about the sweetener and that it's something different and um kind of exotic um yeah and, and it is and you know on the supply chain um it's kind of monk fruit right now is kind of where stevia was maybe like seven eight years ago where it was it seemed like this new exotic sweetener it can only be grown in certain regions so you know at one point you're just going to see the demand skyrocket um and it's all it's starting to happen right now you know i attend a lot of the natural food trade shows and things like that and um, where, you know, ingredient suppliers are there and I, I get calls every day and emails every day from monk fruit suppliers <laughs> claim, claiming they have this special monk fruit that does this or that. Um, so we're, we're seeing it um, increase. We're seeing the innovations around those ingredients increase, which is great because now we're finding sources that um, you know, are going uh, above and beyond um, certifications and making sure that the qualities are meeting both noon standards and the standards of our consumers. Sure. Well, and the good news, not that we wish GI distress on anybody um, by any stretch and, and definitely not by noon, but the good news is that we talk about it freely at Another Mother Runner because we know it happens. And um, right, sure. so we, you know, we have strategies, you know, for things like that. So, um, so people are, well, you know, it's not like it's going to hit them out of the blue. Like, what do I do? Like, Oh, we know we, we got tips. <laughs> so, um, right, right. That's awesome. Well, so what's, okay. So, okay. Kona Cola is out the door. What's the most popular flavor of noon? Like, or does it go, does it go regionally or is it nationwide? You know, really? Um, I'm, I, it's hard to say what the most popular flavor is. I put them into groups our, our top selling flavors are triberry, lemon lime, and strawberry lemonade. Um, okay. I would say those three are the most popular. Um, those, you know, lemon lime um, and triberry, I always pitch those as our more neutral flavors. You know, if you're a more berry person, you'll, you'll probably like the triberry more. If you're more citrus, you'll like the lemon. I personally like the lemon lime over the triberry. Um, because of that kind of neutral taste profile and, and, and the light, um, crisp taste that it, it does have. Okay. okay. And so how do you, how do you, um, come up with new flavors? Um, so, uh, that's a good question. You know, um, 
Our, the, the most recent new flavor, I'll just kind of um, talk about that, that we came out with was the mango orange mm. in, in the energy line. And, um, and it is so, you know, it is so tasty. I just have to interject. Yeah, it is I, I really incredibly like tasty. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, and, um, you know, what we'll do is uh, we'll look, we'll try to look at some trend reports um, through various um, nutrition and food magazines and things like that on which, which flavors are hot right now and things like that. When, when the cherry and the cherry limeades um, was really hot a few years ago, that's when we kind of launched the cherry limeade flavor. And, you know, uh, mango orange actually did not come up in any of the trend reports that we were looking at. And the way that, um, you know, I came up with that flavor is I actually just walked down a Whole Foods um, a grocery store, walked down the juice aisle, and I, I, and I just went there for some inspiration. I'm like, I want to see which, which flavors are we seeing dominate the store's uh, shelf and which flavors kind of have like a cool, um, appealing, you know, tropical-esque flavor. We knew we wanted something in the citrus aisle um, for energy because we had, you know, pretty much two berry-based cherry, uh, I'm calling the cherry limeade more of that berry-based flavor and the wild berry. And then we just had lemon-lime and we didn't want to go with an orange or just a citrus. So I actually went to Whole Foods and I, I bought a bunch of different types of juices and I mixed up the right ratio and then we got a great ratio and a great flavor profile that just happened to be an orange mango and then you know we send those reference samples out and then we uh, and we produce the flavor so um, a lot of it is on, we'll look at some trends, we'll, uh, I'll ask, um, you know, our, our sales folks that are all over the country that are visiting retail accounts, what are they seeing out there? Um, we do a lot of, um, you know, I, as you guys have probably seen on, on social media, we're always asking what new flavors of noon do you want to see? And I, I actually do look at all of those answers and see what people um, what, what, what's coming up a lot um, to see if we can make a flavor out of it. Um, but a lot of it kind of goes on that. We like to take consumer feedback. We like to look at uh, what's kind of hot and trendy and then um, see how it's going to fit within our product line. So we, so we asked folks on our Facebook page to submit questions for this podcast and, mm -hmm. and on the topic of flavors. Jenny wanted to know if Noon has ever considered creating a spicy flavor in light of a recent assertion by a Nobel Prize winner that spicy liquid might prevent cramps during exercise. So are we going yes, um, to see any wasabi or chili Noon anytime soon? Yeah, no, that's currently not on our radar. <laughs> um, I have seen some of that research. Um, on the spicy, um, some, you know, spice extracts and muscle cramps. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's compelling. Um, I have actually tried that product as well um, that um, they're probably referencing to. And it's very, very spicy. Um, and, you know, during exercise, um, just to be literal, we don't want spicy foods or anything that's going to kind of um, um, cause some GI issues. So, you know, it could be, um, it could be, uh, in April fools type of thing that we can do, <laughs> but, um, you know, right now it's not on our radar, but even though the interest, the research is compelling, um, from a more practical standpoint, I just, 
I can't see, nor would I recommend an athlete to drink, you know, um, a 16 ounces of noon that um, was potentially spicy. Yeah. Well, wait, so we'll go back to the people. So when you get, when you, when you crowd source, have you ever made a flavor from, from a suggestion by somebody? You know, what's funny is that, um, uh, we haven't, um, but, um, uh, you're going to keep asking. Yeah. (laughs) Because when we keep asking, um, people are always like, oh, we want a peach pineapple or something like that, or a mango something. And, um, and I'm always, uh, and I always uh, look at them like, oh, well, we have tropical, and that is a peach pineapple flavor. But um, uh, so we haven't made something like that since I've um, been here. But uh-huh. a, a lot of the new flavors that we have done, like when we were launching cherry limeade and we were launching mango orange, those flavors, mango has came up in almost every. Uh, every kind of survey, informal sure. survey that we have. So I do see parallels in it, um, mm-hmm. which is great because then, um, you know, it, it's not that we wanted to make it seem like we're doing this or that. We actually are, you know, I always say great minds kind of think alike. So it's great yeah. seeing when we're launching a new flavor and we're seeing people ask for a flavor around that flavor profile or that has that characteristics. It's, it's really helpful there. Okay, well, so I'll, give, I'll give up on the flavor thing after this one more question. Pickle sure, juice. Sure. Because pickle juice, like, people, okay, first of all, it's like the new hot thing. Like, my son and I were at Costco the other day, and they were sampling dill pickle popcorn, oh, which okay. is not my thing. I did not, we both of us, like, took, like, one kernel and, like, politely discarded. Um, yeah. But, but I'm just curious because people drink that a lot, right? I don't know if they enjoy drinking it, but I know that they drink it a lot because it has all the, the salt in it. Yeah, so pickle juice is interesting, and um, you know, I was uh, last week I was down at um, Interbike, um, which is this big cycling um, trade show down in um, Las Vegas, and you know, noon had a booth set up, and um, a lot of you know, uh, as you guys know, cycling is a big world. It's very techy, it's very equipment based. So a lot of those big brands, components, frames, and things like that, they were there right across from the noon booth was the pickle juice booth (laughs) and it was this company that um maybe that's one you're referencing to it was a company that um you know bottled pickle juice into like a five-hour energy bottle and um and they were selling it and um they're a new company um every um, a lot of people at our booth tried it and they thought it tasted great they're like tastes like pickle juice and i'm like yeah i mean it's it is what it is. Uh, you know, it has, um, it, it, pickle juice is one of those things is that, you know, it has some nutrients in there like sodium chloride, um, you know, salt that, that can help um, alleviate muscle cramps. Um, I, I do think there's better ways to try to alleviate those muscle cramps rather than drinking something that's so acidic mm-hmm. and um, that can potentially cause, you know, your pH balance in your stomach to go off. Um, and you don't want something like that to happen during exercise because that can lead to GI distress. So, you know, for things like that, um, you know, like the, the spicy shots and, you know, pickle juice um, and things like that during exercise, I, I, I try to have athletes avoid it. I mean, some people swear by it and I get it. And, um, you know, if you believe it's going to work and then it kind of works, then you're always going to use it. Mm-hmm. It's just like the power of your mind. I do think there are better ways you can 
um, sort of alleviate muscle cramps as they come up during ex exercise, um, like, you know, eating a Tums or, you know, kind of slowing down, stretching, and then um, continuing on. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, so on our page, Deanna asked if it's okay to dilute noon, and she admitted she uses more than 16 ounces of water with a tablet. And, and this is my turn to confess, I dilute a noon tablet in 24 ounces of water. So are we doing ourselves a disservice by watering it down more? You know, I actually dilute my noon too. Oh, look at that. Oh, <laughs> I, very good. I, I throw a tablet and say, yeah, probably 24 ounces of noon. Mm -hmm. um, because noon is so low in calorie and uh, for that aspect, it's not going to affect the performance of it. Um, when, we're, when we're talking about, um, you know, prolonged endurance exercise, like long, long distance, and you want to start adding a little bit of carbohydrates into your noon, um, you know, we have Plus, which is our flavorless product. We like it, you know, when you're going out for, when it's a longer, harder intensity workout, that's when we like um, the ratio of water um, to noon um, to carbohydrates to really be sort of um, precise. But when you're not throwing in carbohydrates um, at a high um, percentage or high amount, into the hydration equation, no, then you can dilute it and it's still going to perform just as well. All right. Well, so what about going the other way, doubling down, using two tablets, like for 16 ounces after a long, hot run? Yeah. So you can still, you can still use um, two tablets of noon um, for rehydration. It's still going to be within that optimal um, electrolyte balance ratio. Um, so you're not going to like overload your sodium um, because you're now consuming um, close to 700 milligrams of sodium as opposed to just 360 because with the addition of sodium, you're also increasing your potassium as well. And, and those two uh, electrolytes are really key. You know, you, you don't want to just increase the intake of one and not increase the intake of the other because then it can throw off your balance, uh, your electrolyte balance within your blood and uh, that can cause um, some issues. So doubling up on noon after a run is perfectly fine. And I, I actually do it too after really, really hot runs where, I've, um, where I know I just lost a bunch of fluids um, because it, it'll just act more of like a rapid rehydration and it's still gonna be within that optimal ratio where you won't have to worry about any sort of um, negative um, you know, uh, repercussions to come along from doing that. What so I find too, I mean, so usually after um, a, a long run like that, I get, I used to get like a, you know, exertional headaches mm -hmm. um, and, you know, probably dehydration and exertion together. And so when I like double down on the noon, um, it, it, it seems to take it away. Okay. So that's awesome without, you know, the the aid of an Advil. So like yeah, it. good, it's good. Awesome. Yeah. And th that, that happened, the, the post-run headaches actually, it happens to me quite um, often when the seasons are changing. Um, when I know I'm going from spring to summer um, and I'm not quite acclimated to the, you know, the different moisture in the air, the different air temperature, and then my allergies, um, I often get a pretty bad headaches um, after where I'll have to, you know, double up on noon or stay on top of my hydration, which usually helps alleviate it. Um, but, you know, that does happen to me. And um, just kind of be aware of that as seasons are changing 
and you know your body is just kind of going through it needs to go through like an adjustment period of like three to five days where you know you just keep the exercise intensity low so your body can just get used to what it's going to be working out in over the next um, couple of months that's so sensitive sure. of you to notice the seasonal changes um, yeah. <laughs> um, so somewhat related to Dimity's questions about doubling down on our Facebook page Catherine wondered is there such a thing as drinking too much noon and I, I, again, I'm going to make a confession that um, I had a ran a half marathon in 2014 where I really bonked and just felt mm-hmm. kind of really out of sorts during the race. And I had drank a lot of noon the day before, and I couldn't help but wonder whether that was related. Yeah, so you know, you, you can um, you can potentially drink too much noon, just like you can potentially drink too much of anything, mm-hmm. um, really. Uh, so the one thing I will say is that um, it's hard to kind of uh, put a number of tablets per day. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I will notice is that um, when you're when you're the, the week of the race or like the day before things like that, a hard workout and it's perfectly normal to. Um, increase your consumption of noon but just uh, make sure that you're monitoring your urine color as well um, just because that's going to be a great sign um, of your current hydration status um, you know if it's too clear um, then you're you're probably drinking too much fluids and too much noon mm-hmm. and I would maybe um, um, and I would maybe kind of scale it back a little bit um, and if you're, if your urine color is then too yellow, then you're no, uh, which, you know, if you're drinking a lot of water and you're drinking a lot of noon, chances are that's not going to occur. Um, but that just means that you're not retaining enough fluid. So it is possible to overhydrate. You know, I, I, I wouldn't um, necessarily drastically increase your fluid intake the day before the days leading up. Um, you know, the goal is always to be well hydrated always so always try to you know for women always try to get in around three to 3.1 liters of fluids per day even leading up to race week and that'll just make sure that your your body is in a positive hydration state okay good to know um and so finally and this might be an individual question but heather Mm -hmm. was asking about dosages how many ounces of noon should you drink during a half or a full marathon um do you have any suggestions there? Do you guys have any recommendations? Or is yeah, that just so for that, generally, um, you know, I always tell all the athletes I work with to consume anywhere from 16 to 24 ounces an hour and, and try not to exceed that 24 uh, ounces per hour mark. Um, just what we found is through a lot of athlete testimonials and and, you know, just research that if you start going above that 24 ounces, um, uh, per hour and you're continuing to exercise, you, your body may not have enough time to process and absorb all the fluids. So then you can be overhydrating, which, um, can, which can be just as dangerous as not hydrating enough. So uh, really kind of that sweet spot is between 16 and 24 ounces. Um, um, and that would include, you know, uh, 16 and 24 ounces of noon or, you know, um, just plain water. Uh, obviously, we recommend noon because you'll get the electrolytes and 
drinking just plain water, um, you're also risking kind of flushing out your electrolyte stores and you're not really replacing what your body is losing. Um, another great way, and if you really want to personalize it, you can do a sweat test. We have um, a sweat test blog on our, on our website. Um, and, uh, you know, I, for the athletes that I work with very closely on like personalized nutrition and hydration, I ask them to conduct a sweat test at the beginning and at the end of every um, season and or training cycle because of that reason, you know, you, uh, if the seasons are changing, your requirement for fluids are going to be a little bit different. So if you really want to try to um, um, get an exact number or decrease that range, um, a, a personalized sweat test, um, something as simple as weighing yourself um, before and after a run, and then just subtracting that number and however many um, uh, that value is the number of pounds of fluids you lost. And the goal is um, to really re replace um, anywhere uh, up to half of what you would lose um, to prevent dehydration. Mm -hmm. And for every pound that you would lose, it equates to about 16 ounces of water. So, um, you know, if you were to lose two pounds, that means about 32 ounces of fluids your body lost. So, you know, you want to consume around 16 ounces of fluids, and then that's plus four ounces. So anywhere from 16 to 20 ounces of fluids per hour. And how come you don't have to worry about replacing all of it? Um, because, uh, you know, what studies have found is that some dehydration is actually okay. Mm. Um, you know, that's why they say to try to mitigate losing anywhere from 2 to 3%. Anything more, uh, if you start losing anything more than that without replacing the fluids, that's where we kind of see some of the cognitive issues come and like the decrease of performance and muscle tissues and things like that. And then, um, and on that kind of personal note, um, if you really, some elite level athletes and even at one time, a few years back, I was reading um, this study that um, reviewed the hydration and the nutrition um, principles of finishers at an Ironman triathlon. And, um, you know, prolonged, super long uh, endurance event, as you know. And, um, and what they found is that some of the elites and the top five, top six finishers were losing upwards to four, you know, four to five percent of their body weight. Wow. So they were even above the two to three percent and still performing at a high level. So, yeah, it, it is individualized. We try to keep people within that range just based on what we know about the human body, uh, just evidence uh, of uh, what athletes lose in their sweat and what concentration of those electrolytes they lose. Alrighty. Okay. And um, final question. We saw that you're a certified, you're certified to be a distance running coach. So if you were coaching a first time marathoner who is staring down a starting line in the next month or so, what few pieces of key non-hydration related advice would you give her to finish that 26.2 with a smile on her face? So uh, the biggest, uh, you know, the, the key that I give to all athletes who are beginning marathoners is that to practice, practice, practice. And, you know, uh, practice your race day nutrition. So 
Um, the way that you're going to finish a race with a smile on your face is if you, A, finish the race, which is should always be the goal for me mm-hmm. and for most athletes. And B, is if to finish smiling, you want to not have any sort of stomach issues or GI issues, which I truly believe is the number one fear for new athletes mm-hmm. is how is my stomach going to hold up for the race and which, you know, um, and things like that. And you can, you can mitigate all of that um, worrisome by just practicing your nutrition while you're in training. The one thing um, you do have to do during marathon training outside, it, it, it does kind of relate to hydration, um, is that you have to train your gut. So you have to train your stomach to be able to process that amount of fluids, you know, 16 to 24 ounces of fluids. You have to train your gut to try to take in, you know, a gel or an energy bar or energy shot chews during the run. So it's, it's practicing what, uh, how you're going to feel or, you know, not how you're going to feel, how you're going to um, perform and how you're going to take in nutrients during training so you can be confident on race day. You can know that, hey, I know I can take in, um, drink 16 ounces of noon and take in this gel and my stomach is gonna handle it because I practice that on every single long run leading up to it or most of my long runs. So a lot of it is experimenting. You're not gonna get the answers right away and what may work for your training partner may not work for you. So just kind of keep that in mind too is that everybody's body is different and the way that we process fluids and carbs and different nutrients is going to be different. So I, sorry, I know uh, you wanted one key that was um, a lot, but uh, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 that's great. Well, good. Well, thanks. Thanks for talking with us, Vishal. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Alrighty, Dimity. That was that was our noon edification. That, that was, was interesting. a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it's great. Um, I, I have to say, I don't know. I'm still kind of on the pickle juice idea. <laughs> well, you're That's okay. you're just ornery about the Kona Cola. You're not gonna. Lie. I, I am. I'm just pissed. I want him to be like, oh, and as a matter of fact, I'm here to make an announcement that you don't have to treat it like you know it doesn't have to live in its own bomb shelter anymore. <laughs> you were, you, you were know? waiting like, for him. The apoc- Yeah, I mean, Grant knows. Like he's like, I'm like, well, you can have one. He's like. Yeah, you say that, <laughs> and then you'll hold it against me for a week that you that I ate one of your Kona Cola tablets. So I'm like, yeah, you know me oh well. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Speaking of you saying ate the Kona Cola, do you ever? I, the always cracks me up when we occasionally will give somebody a tablet. Sometimes we have giveaways of ones at the expos or whatever, and they'll like go to put it on their tongue. It's like, no, no, no! Dissolve it in water! Dissolve it in water! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, for oh my sure. Goodness. All right, well, Dim, take us over to the train like a mother club okay well we are going over there we're going to do a little homework today with um jen savage who is in the mm-hmm. traditional marathon club and she says uh i was going over some math problems with my youngest today my girls know i always get super excited <laughs> whenever there's a word problem about running so i told her that we definitely have to do problem number six but because it involved marathon training and then i read the problem was like wait what so here's the problem Joshua is preparing to run a marathon. He begins the first week by running five miles each day. Each week, he plans to increase his daily run by 2.5 miles. 
How far will he run daily during the eighth <laughs> week of training? <laughs> um, and so I was like, wait, what? What kind of base mileage did Joshua have going into this plan? And I don't know what he thinks, who he thinks he is, but increasing his mileage by 2.5 miles a day. But he's just asking for injury. And she says, I was rewarded with an eye roll. And then Cheryl comments, Joshua's going to end up, wind up injured That's on hilarious. that training plan. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Kim Kim Frick says, and why would he run every day? Who writes these things? <laughs> oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Well, speaking of marathons, we're coming into Expo season. Occasional co-host Adrian Martini will be at the Wine Glass Marathon this weekend, and then next weekend, October seventh and eighth, Dimity, you and I will be at the Twin Cities Marathon. Woohoo! Uh, we're giving Yay. a talk at four p.m. on Friday, October seventh. It's excel and enjoy how to race like a mother and then at both the wine glass and twin cities expos we'll be selling much of our teas and accessories as well as amazingly cute and sassy limited edition merchandise trust me folks you'll want either a tea sweatshirt or hat or perhaps all three if you're want running one of these races badass at the wine glass yep, right yep and what does the minnesota one say again on it, it says uh run the twin cities many minnesota nice miles Oh, yeah. Minnesota nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, and adding to that, so you're going to meet us at four o'clock on Friday afternoon at the expo. And then the following morning, we are going to have a shakeout run. Oh. Um, and everybody is invited, whether you are training by heart rate, whether you are training in a traditional challenge, or whether you, oh, heaven forbid, did not join one of the Train Like a Mother oh. Club challenges Never. and just want to come run with a bunch of awesome Baminers, the B A M N. Uh-huh. Um, we selling those shirts too. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, yeah. good. Those are awesome shirts. I'll wear mine. I'll wear mine on Friday at the expo. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so um, I have the details. I do not have the details exactly right here. Um, okay. But on Monday, Monday's post, which is um, what 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 date is Monday? Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, seven, six, five, four, three. October third. Three. October 3rd, I will have those details and we will spread them all around the Facebook pages in the Train Like a Mother Club as well as the AMR Facebook page. Uh-huh. But it's going to probably, it's going to be on Saturday morning. Um, it's going to be near a coffee shop, start and end near a coffee shop so we can, of course, run and then do the most important part of the run, which is talk about our race the next day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Also, and if all this talk of noon has you thirsty, head to Noon's new site, Noon Life. Com and use promo code HYDRATEAMR to save 20% off your order. Again, the URL is NoonLife.com. That's N-U-U-N-L-I-F-E.com. And the 20% discount code is HYDRATEAMR. Many happy, well-hydrated miles. Hey!